When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much, my man Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm just merely Freddie Coleman. Together we're presented by Progressive Insurance. We appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80. And always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN Radio. Would you take Jim Harbaugh? You love your NFL team, but you don't like your head coach or your team. Would you take Jim Harbaugh, who's not going to be in Michigan next year? That's that's just an opinion right now, but that could be a fact. Would you take him over your current team's head coach in the NFL? We want to hear from you at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Be a part of Dr. Pepper. Call in line. We'll take your calls in about five minutes. Give or take a lie or two because Chad Brown is right now. We still haven't heard anything from the Big Ten and that potential punishment. As of right now, we don't know any potential penalties that could be held in terms of these allegations for Michigan and whether he went rogue or Jim Harbaugh knew about Connor Stallions doing this when it comes to off-campus scouting and stealing signs. A source said the most likely penalties, including any suspensions, would focus on Jim Harbaugh and not his team. But Heather Dinich, ESPN college football reporter, when she was on Get Up Early Today, she says, don't make any assumptions that the Big Ten will suspend Jim Harbaugh. Karini, I've learned that people should not assume that Jim Harbaugh is going to be suspended, though that's certainly a consideration. The Big Ten has run a gamut of possibilities, starting with a possible indefinite suspension, a two-year suspension, all the way to something as simple as a public reprimand. The other thing that you could possibly see is a fine of a million dollars or more, which would probably be rubber stamps. So stay tuned. Yeah, we're in stay tuned mode. We've been in stay tuned mode for the last couple of days. And it all goes back to other people in that conference saying, hey, Tony Petiti, you're the Big Ten commissioner. What are you going to do about this? And you can't wait. You got to do something right now. That put Tony Petiti in that spot to say, do I appease everybody? Or do I say, wait until due process? That's why the waiting game, and we don't know when that waiting game is going to end regarding any kind of suspension or punishment that the Big Ten is looking to levy on not so much the football team in Michigan, but Jim Harbaugh, the head coach. Yeah, Tony Bettini's in a very difficult spot. He's got his conference uh, yelling at him, demanding he do something. Michigan's getting high-priced lawyers and law firms to send out letters uh, they are also letting people know, uh, other teams in that conference know, oh, okay, you got some dirt on us, we got dirt on you. Mm-hmm. So if you want to talk about something, we got things to talk about too. So this is, in my opinion, only going to get uglier. Clearly, Michigan's not going to just lay down here. Um, and, and I think that's where the, the, the most difficulty lies for everybody. Because if Michigan were willing to lay down, then Tony Batini's job is easy. I right. can punish these guys, they'll accept it, and we can move on. These other teams in the conference, they don't have to keep making a stink because Michigan's going to accept it. But as it is now, Michigan's going to point fingers. Michigan's going to fight this from a legal process. Michigan's going to demand their due process. 
How would any of us feel if we were allowed to be essentially convicted and punished without some kind of process in that, without some kind of at least investigation as part of this? If we were to be fired from our job, as people were talking about being horrible, either being suspended mm-hmm. indefinitely or being fired, well, what? show me your facts. Show me the investigation. I know there's some allegations out there, right. but you can't make moves based on that. Mm-hmm. So while I certainly feel, as if Michigan is guilty. I feel like I'm talking out both sides of my mouth. <laughs> but I also feel as if they are due their due process. And hopefully there can be a very expedited way to get this going. Because I don't want Michigan in the playoffs mm-hmm. if they have clearly cheated right. in the way that it seems that they have had. I don't want someone else's team to be excluded and Michigan to be in there because that team did the right thing and Michigan did not do the right thing. And here's the crazy part about it. Michigan's schedule has been so incredibly easy this year. They didn't have to do all this to be where they are. I was a part of a 17-0 Patriots team until we lost the Super Bowl. That was the Spygate year. We didn't have to do any of those things. We were really, really good. We had a chance to be one of the most, the only, only two undefeated Mm -hmm. teams ever, us and the Dolphins. That's how good we were. Yet and still, we had that controversy swirling around us. Mr. Kraft had to give up money. Belichick had to give up money. Draft picks were taken from the Patriots. So all those punishments came down for a team that didn't even need that kind of extra motivation or or, or extra information. I have the question for you based on Michigan now and back then with the Patriots. And you're exactly right. When you were that 17-0 team, believe me, my wife has a T-shirt, 18 Patriot wins, one giant loss as a Giants fan. She wore that in the gym with a lot of Patriots fans. And right now, Kevin Winters give me a double bird right now. You know better than that. Do that to me. I'll, we're going to talk about this later. And that's the kind of team you had. My question is when you have that kind of talent and you have that kind of ability, when it comes to the Patriots back then and Michigan now, why engage in that kind of espionage? Well, there's a reason why Belichick is, has had a lot of success. There's a reason why Harbaugh has had a lot of success. No, stern, no stone is left untu- unturned. Okay. Every opportunity to gain an advantage is looked into, investigated, and taken care of. And if somebody, this young staffer who's got a plan to help you figure things out at a higher level to understand signals better comes to you, yeah, man, go for it. You don't say, hey, I'm not sure if this is going to be legal hey let's let's figure it gather information we'll figure out how to use it if it's going to help us out Mm -hmm. and with that kind of mindset that's how some of these rules get pushed aside and a desire to win comes up top and so for both programs for the patriots and for now michigan wolverines they found them well at least the patriots did found themselves in this awful spot and michigan finds themselves in the midst of all this how this all breaks out I, I i can't say there's a lot of hypotheticals out there i just know it's an ugly stain on college football uh, i don't think michigan's football team this year can somehow remove that stain mm-hmm. from from them from them and their success and I don't think college football fans or college football players or coaches are going to be happy if Michigan somehow is able to get an injunction, right. get some kind of legal stay that allows them to keep participating and be a part of the college playoff this year. Chad Brown and for Harry Douglas joining me, Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. I will say this. This will be the best motivation for Michigan. Let's say they suspend their football coach. If the NCAA, should I say the Big Ten, if they come down, whenever that decision is going to be made, it could be made in the next 10 minutes, next 10 hours, next 48 hours. It will also wouldn't surprise me if they decide to wait until after the Penn State game on Saturday to levy any kind of suspension. 
I don't think the Big Ten wants all of that and a suspension on top of that this late in the week when you're about to play a massive game at Penn State when it involves Michigan, a team that I know Ohio State's number one, but many people believe Michigan is that team that can get in the playoff and maybe win a national championship above Ohio State. I still wonder if it's suspension or any kind of punishment that we're not going to find out about until after Monday, after this game is over. I still think that possibility is there. But whatever they lay at the feet of Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan program, we saw how he got suspended for three games earlier this year, Chad, and how much that galvanized everybody, led by, led by their quarterback, J.J. McCarthy and other guys. Now that oh now you're really gonna take our coach away. Watch us work now and go out there and try to win a national championship. We didn't need to be stealing signs or having somebody whatever kind of stallions decided to do at the behest of Jim Harbaugh or he went rogue. Either way, it comes back to Michigan football. It comes back to that program. It comes back to that coaching staff. But this may be the best motivation if you're not gonna keep the team from participating, but you take their coach away. That kind of motivation could go a long way with Michigan football. Oh, there's no doubt about that. I remember after a victory, maybe a week after the whole Spygate story broke, Teddy Bruschi, ESPN's, ESPN's mm. own Teddy Bruschi, broke down a a locker room victory huddle. Right. You know, how do we feel about having the greatest coach on the planet? And, you know, everybody, oh, yeah, because uh-huh. we loved Coach Belichick. Right. And we were will, we had his back. Like, he had our back. We had his back. And it was a very galvanizing moment for that team where we were going to block out all that external noise and conversation and chaos. And we were going to keep our heads down and be the best football team we could be. Let us know what you think right now. Triple eight say ESPN, 888-729-3776. On the Dr. Pepper call in line, Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Jim Harbaugh, as star-crossed as he is, that brother knows how to win. He may have broken a rule or two at Michigan, but he still knows how to win. Would you take Jim Harbaugh over your current head coach for your NFL team? 888-729-3776. Vance in Arizona. Thanks for calling us from the desert. Vance, what do you got to say? What's going on, gentlemen? What's going on? Um, Honestly, I said I would not touch him. And the reason why, and it's not, it's a little bit petty, but I'm looking at it from a logical standpoint. He's perfect for college because I remember when he was with the 49ers, about the third year in, people, the guy started grumbling about his whole act and the whole thing that he does. And it's like it seems like he has a four-year shelf life, which is perfect for college because guys come in and they're gone and four years later and you get a new crop in. But the petty side of me is that whenever something goes wrong, like he loses a game, he's always blaming someone else. He's always pointing the finger. But when he wins, he wants to be that guy. And to me, like, you have to be a leader. When the things go wrong, you got to take the bullet and say, this, we're going to work harder. It, it starts with me. Like, I don't like when coaches, like, unlike his brother who coaches the Ravens, when things don't go well, he's the first one to take the bullet. And he takes the heat even when he doesn't deserve it. So, to me, from that standpoint, I mean, I'm, my team is Washington, and I know our coach is probably going to be gone this year, and hopefully Eric Bieniemy gets that job because he deserves it. Mm-hmm. But I just can't, you know, to a man, I'm like, you got to be a leader. And a leader doesn't lead just when things are good. A leader leads at all times when the heat is on. Even like in this case here, you're barely hearing from him. I mean, it's, you can't tell me that he didn't know what's going on because you mess with a man's money. When you mess with my money, I know everything that's happening, plain and simple. <laughs> Vance is right when it comes to Harbaugh and that whole thing because he has a little Phil Jackson in him. When everything goes right, it's what we did as being Michigan men and Michigan football. When things go wrong, well, it's what we didn't do. He does not like giving credit to opponents when they win. 
And when he does, it's as if it's the last thing he wants to say. So to Vance's point, that is something about Jim Harbaugh that has always rubbed me the wrong way. Like, dude, they're on scholarship, and those coaches get paid like you do. Don't you think they're as good as your team on that day that they were better than your team? How about giving a little bit more respect to when you don't win games? Because when they lost a TCU, it was everything that Michigan didn't do, but not what TCU was able to do, getting a big lead and holding on to it and kicking Michigan State, Michigan, excuse me, out of the playoffs. We, I suppose there's a reason why Harbaugh has wore out his welcome everywhere he's gone. These personality traits that we've been discussing throughout the show. But there's no denying the guy wins everywhere he goes as right. well. So uh, for an NFL owner to look at a four- or five-year window of Harbaugh and possibly being a playoff team within that and maybe even a Super Bowl team, I don't think there's an owner in the league who would mm-hmm. say, oh, no, I've got to have an uh, <laughs> upstanding citizen who does everything right. No, they want to win. This, this is not high school football where there's no morality clause here. We're trying to win football games. And as as much as I don't like these traits that Harbaugh continues to exhibit, uh, I certainly do have a lot of respect for the football acumen and the winning that comes with that. If there were morality clauses for owners in the NFL, you and I would be on the NFL teams compared to a lot of these owners who aren't exactly the moral compasses we should be thinking about when it comes to owning owning teams. He's one of our favorites, Sebastian in Alaska. Sebastian, would you take Jim Harbaugh over your team's current head coach for your NFL team? Absolutely. You know, the the Packers with Matt LaFleur, it seems like, you know, he just, he's coaching scared. And, and you know, Aaron Rodgers pushed him around. You know, there's, he's just, it's just aloof, it seems like, and, and we get Harbaugh in there. He he cares, and he obviously knows how to win, and he'll do whatever it takes to win. He's shown that in Michigan, and I, I know it's I know it's a long shot coming from Michigan over to Wisconsin. You know, arch rivals played for the Bears, but <laughs> we need someone new in there for the Packers, and you know, give him a little front office control as well. I. I, I think he's up for the challenge. You could hear the frustration in Sebastian's voice about Matt LaFleur, as if to say, man, he, he let Aaron Rodgers push him around. And he's not coaching this team. I love when fandom happens like that because especially when you know what your team is supposed to look like or you believe what they're supposed to look like and you haven't seen it and you know when that's going to happen again, you can hear that kind of frustration because, Chad, you're right. For all of, the, for all of Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh-ness, when you win – that is very seductive to anybody that's an owner in any sport in the United States. I did a quick look around the, the NFL and looked at the, okay. the, the teams that would not okay. probably take Harbaugh as a coach. Okay. I got five definites and one with a question mark. Okay. Who would have so that leaves, I've got Kansas City, yep. Andy Reid. Yep. I got the Ravens because they already got a Harbaugh. That's true. <laughs> Two Harbaugh's are not better than one. Right. right. I got the Eagles. I don't think the Eagles would trade in their coach. True. I got San Francisco. They're probably not going to give up on Kyle. No doubt. I got Seattle Seahawks fans. Uh, I think they would take Pete Carroll over Harbaugh, particularly right. going back to the USC days. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one question mark was Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell. Um, so outside of that, I think there's mm-hmm. probably going to be a majority of a particular team's fan base who would say, yes, we would be glad to have Harbaugh over our current coach. I think that's not a question mark with the Detroit Lions. The way Dan Campbell has got them playing in his image. Okay, I'll remove the question mark Yeah, you can remove that question mark. But the other five, absolutely, because everybody else could be up for fair game because when you win, NFL owners will look the other way a lot if you have that kind of talent that can make their team a championship team, not just a winning one in the NFL. 
Joe in Jacksonville, would you want Jim Harbaugh to take over your NFL's teams when it comes to their current head coach? Not on your life, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> the man is cornier than the states of Indiana, Iowa, and Nebraska combined. <laughs> and if there's one thing that professional athletes cannot handle, it's inauthentic. And that guy is just as phony. I mean, the only guy phonier is Dabo, but he's as phony as they come, and that's why it doesn't work. And I grew up a Bengal fan, and I'm living in Jacksonville now, so I know from bad coaching and bad <laughs> roster construction. And I'm telling you, that guy is a grease fire inside of a dumpster fire inside of a porta john at Lollapalooza. <laughs> Joe in Jacksonville, caller Thanks, of the week so far. And it's funny that he brought up Dabo Sweeney because I remember not too long ago when the whole NIL was really going to be a certainty and not just a rumor in the NCAA, and Dabble Sweeney said, well, if we're paying players, then I'm just going to the National Football League. My first thought was, hey, Dabble, you and I have known each other for a minute. The NFL does not want you. The NFL is not knocking down your door to bring you to that football team. As inauthentic as Joe said in Jacksonville about Jim Harbaugh, and I'm not going to say that he's wrong because there's a certain, whether you want to say he's cornier than a cornfield in Nebraska and too much of that going on with Jim Harbaugh, I get it. But when you win, that cornball maneuvers that he employs – that goes a long way when you have a lot more wins than losses and your team's a lot better with you being a coach instead of not having you and not be, and being in the same spot. Winning cures all ills. You can think your coach is corny if you win. Uh, you know, Lou Holtz, uh, you know, great friends with Ricky Waters, you know, he thought Lou Holtz was corny. They won a lot of football games when they yes. were together at Notre Dame. So, you don't have, again, you don't have to love your coach, but you got to find a way to respect his football acumen. Yes. And if they put in the work, as Harbaugh clearly puts in the work, as Bill Belichick clearly puts in the work, despite having a gruff personality or being off-putting or having chaos and controversy swirl around you all the time, players will buy into that because ultimately players want to win too. Fun? Sure. If we can win and have fun, I'll take that over just having fun. Uh, but I'll take winning first. I'll have a very unfun season, and I'll take all the victories that come with that every single time. That's, that's Chad's Brown way of saying, I, I don't want an ungood coach. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he, he may be the best person, but you're ungood, as Reese Davis says on college game day. Yes. Those guys usually don't last any length of time in the National Football League. One more from Ryan in California. Ryan, you have your NFL team. You have your current head coach NFL team. Would you take Jim Harbaugh over that coach? Oh, let's get rid of uh, Brandon Staley on the Chargers and get somebody in there that wants to win. You know, the Spanishes probably won't want to pay him. They don't know what to do with anything. You know, we just need somebody to win. We got the talent. We got a quarterback now. But now we just need to win. And we know he's done with quarterbacks. And a guy like Justin Herbert would be catnip for a guy like Jim Harbaugh. And did you notice the word that Ryan used over and over? Win. When? He wasn't talking about personality. Did I like the guy? Were the players <laughs> going to buy into it? He talked. Well, if you are desperate for winning, as the Chargers fans are, right. yes, I want to win. That guy wins. Get me that guy because he's going to help us win. Especially the talent that they have. Because yes. when he's with the San Francisco 49ers, when they really started to get that talent, but he was successful from the jump. The minute that he got to the San Francisco 49ers from Stanford, people say, oh, yeah, turnaround Stanford's one thing, although that was, more just, that was more than a minor miracle. That was a major miracle, what he did with Stanford football, not just winning but making them look like that in the Pac-12 at that time with UCLA and USC and Oregon. And Stanford was a team that you looked at and said, I don't want to play that team. He really got that going when it came to Stanford football. And then immediately 
he gets the San Francisco 49ers. And for all that corniness, all that inauthent- lack of authenticity, and all that Jim Harbaugh-ness, they won and were a Super Bowl contending team immediately. Don't think for one second that NFL teams and NFL owners don't have that as a top-of-mind awareness when it comes to, man, I like my guy, but that guy's going to make me a champion. I can still like that guy. I'd rather have that guy when it comes to Jim Harbaugh. Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. Joining me, Freddie Coleman. And Freddie and Harry keep weighing in. Would you want Jim Harbaugh to take over your NFL team and move on from their current head coach? Let us know on Twitter at Chad Brown 94 and at Coleman ESPN. But when it comes to the NFL and put up a shut up weekend on this week nine. What would you say? If I told you, for example, that the Cowboys are the biggest threat to the Eagles in the NFC. We'll talk about that in a little bit more part of NFL. What would you say next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app? The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. He's Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on Freddie and Harry. Getting our Stilo on, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. And always tell you, snot speaker, to play ESPN radio. Ten minutes away from how does an airline lose somebody's children? What? That's <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. That's strange story. Coming your way in about 15 minutes. But before we get to all of that, we call it NFL Week 9. Put up or shut up. We're going to try to get it together. So we, we do a little something where we play something like this. What would you say? And then Shannon Penn, our producer, will give us items to talk about. And what would we say about that as we get ready for the upcoming NFL schedule? It comes to Week 9. It starts tonight with a game that a lot of people are not going to watch between the Chicago Bears hosting Carolina Panthers. So we move on to Sunday. A little what would you say NFL style right here on Freddie and Harry. Shannon Penn, the floor is yours. 
All right, Chad, what would you say if I told you that the Dallas Cowboys are the biggest threat to the Eagles in the NFC? I would have to agree with you. With the Niners dropping three in a row, um, with apologies to the Detroit Lions, the Cowboys are the only team that I think is a possible team that could upset the Eagles on their path to getting back to the Super Bowl. I would agree, but I'll say that maybe the Philadelphia Eagles are the biggest threat to the Philadelphia Eagles in the mm-hmm. NFC because I still wonder about their defense. I know they can rush the passer, but that back end is suspect at best. And can they avoid the injury bug, especially when it comes to their quarterback? Jalen Hurts is not playing hurt. He's more like Jalen injured because he's playing injured. And the fact he's been able to gut it out with that left knee injury and still make plays in the pocket says a lot about him. And don't be surprised that with that injury, they keep winning like this, we start talking more and more about him in that MVP conversation. So you're right about the Cowboys. I just wanted the health of the Eagles and that secondary may be more of a detriment to them than anybody else in the NFC. Freddie, if I told you that the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in the NFL. You wouldn't be a liar. They have all the makings. Defense, aggressive, filthy, nasty, playmakers, check, 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 check. Running game, always had that. Lamar Jackson, terrific quarterback, but now look what they're doing offensively. They haven't even reached the surface of where I believe this offense is going to be and what this offense is going to look like. So, yeah, that's not a lie. As of right now, the Baltimore Ravens, they are the best team in the NFL. Ooh, we just talked about the Eagles. Um, I think it's you, if I if you said the Ravens, I would not say you are crazy. I would not say you are off your rocker. Um, I can say they're playing the best football in the AFC, uh, but the best team, I can't say that without a doubt. But they are certainly in the top two or three. What would you say, Chad? If I told you that Josh Dobbs can lead the Minnesota Vikings to the playoffs. Ooh. Mm. I'm, I'm glad you're Let's going give first. Josh Dobbs a second game before we start <laughs> figuring out if he can take this franchise to the playoffs. Now, the Minnesota Vikings find themselves in a pretty good spot. They're just uh, the second in the NFC North behind the Lions. Considering the NFC South and the NFC West uh, may not have a wild card team come out of that those either one of those divisions, there's a possibility for the Vikings, certainly. Yes, so I am open to the possibility, but let's get past game two before we start making those kind of predictions. You look at the NFC North, and the Detroit Lions, I believe they were going to win that division before the season got started. I'm not surprised they're in first place, but lo and behold, the Vikings have won four in a row, only a game and a half behind the Detroit Lions, who now are going to be in the position of being the hunted and not the hunter. I could see it. I could see the Minnesota Vikings playing behind what the, the guy they called the pastronaut, meaning, <laughs> meaning when it comes to Josh Dobbs, who is an aeronautical scientist in his spare time, but his day job is an NFL quarterback. So that pastronaut, if he got them like that, and you still don't have enough film, he's got a better team had in Arizona, I would say that that's a possibility that the Vikings could make the playoffs with Josh Dobbs in place of quarterback with Kirk Cousins on the shelf. For the rest of the year. Doing a little what would you say if, and we follow up that with what we think about NFL Week 9 with the games coming up and the teams being involved in it on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. He's Chad Brown for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Back to... 
And Shannon Penn. Freddie, if I called the Miami Dolphins the fakest team in the NFL, the look the part all-star Miami Dolphins, what say you, Freddie? You're calling the Dolphins Fugazis from the old 90s term? Wow. I don't want to say fake, but I'm going to say fake. Until I see them in big boy football win a big boy game, then yeah, they, they are those Fugazis right now, despite their winning record of 6-3 and three and first place in the AFC East. Now, they won't have one of those kind of games again until the final three games of the regular season. Cowboys, Ravens, and Bills. So they can fatten up a little bit. They got the Raiders after the bye week. They're at the New York Jets. We don't know what the Jets going to look like. At the Washington Commanders, they're going to fight them. The Tennessee Titans, Will Levis played pretty good, but not in that same class. Home versus the Jets. But then that three-team gauntlet. Cowboys the day before Christmas. Ravens on New Year's Eve. And the Bills after that. We'll see how real they can get before they have to keep it real and play those final three teams in the final games of the regular season. I got to go with... A different term for for gays. I'm gonna go with bootleg. They are a bootleg. I like it. Good team. I like it. You walk up in New York Canal Street. All them watches look good. All those purses look good. And you're like, oh, why would I pay three thousand dollars for a purse? Why would I pay ten thousand dollars for a Rolex? This three hundred dollar one looks great. It's bootleg. As soon as there's a bit of an issue. As soon as you d- decide to jump in the ocean and go swimming with that bootleg Rolex, you realize why it's bootleg. As soon as the Dolphins play a, a legitimate team, you realize why I'm calling them bootleg. Are you speaking from experience on Canal Street? Uh, I've played that game when I was younger. I am far savvier and smarter now. <laughs> Absolutely. I just want to know, just asking for a friend. <laughs> a shout, a shout out to my boy Reggie one time. <laughs> Reggie bought a fake Movado watch outside uh-huh. of Kings Dominion in Virginia. It was a Movado? The watch broke an hour after he brought it. An hour? <laughs> wow. It was a $500 watch. He bought it for 100 We should have known something was up. Did he go back to try to get restitution to people were there? You can't do that. No. Nah. I said, look, this is off the books here. You buying a $500 wink, wink Movado watch for 100 <laughs> That's on you in the parking lot of an amusement park? What'd you expect? <laughs> that is outstanding. Poor Reggie. But look before you buy. That's all we got right. to say. What would you say? Freddie, if I said that C.J. Stroud is already a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Oh, absolutely right now. Even for this year. I don't know if it's going to stay there, but uh, prove me wrong. If you're going to say two is a top 10 quarterback, Absolutely. Josh Allen, the top 10 quarterback, no doubt about that. Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, top 10 quarterbacks. Yep, check marks next to that. Trevor Lawrence, yeah, top 10 quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, top 10 quarterback. Dak Prescott, not yet. I like what I've seen lately. Can't put him in the top 10. But C.J. Stroud, you can make that case that he is a top 10 quarterback. He's in that box. He's in that room where he doesn't look like he doesn't belong there. He's looked like he's belonged from second one when it comes to the Houston Texans. So, yeah. This year, yeah. If, we, if Dak's a top 10 quarterback, the way he's played lately, and you can make that case maybe with Justin Herbert, you can do the same thing with C.J. Stroud, the Houston Texans, in his rookie season. Turnovers lose games. C.J. Stroud's got one, one <laughs> interception and 14 touchdown passes. That is a tremendous ratio for a rookie, much less a guy who's on a – path to become a Hall of Famer. So C.J. Stroud is understanding how to put his team into the best possible position to win. Don't turn the ball over as a quarterback. It's not a, it's not, a, it's not rocket science. It's not some super calculus pro, uh, a problem to solve there. 
doesn't turn the football over, so that automatically puts him in my top ten. Did you see him at the Houston Rockets game last night? They put his they put his face on the video board, and they had to wait to start the game for like a minute and a half. They nice. lost their rabbit behind minds when they had his face on the screen. And people like CJ, 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 CJ. And even he was looking like, hey, there's a basketball game going out here. People weren't trying to hear it. He is now that dude in that city when it comes to CJ Stroud. What would you say? Chad, if I said that the Buffalo Bills Super Bowl window is officially closed. Well, just as I said, uh, Josh Dobbs needs another game or two. Let's see where the Bills are this, this weekend. They've got a number of players who've been out on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Vaughn Miller's been absent from the stat sheet for a couple of weeks. Um, so there's some things th- that are certainly working against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still Josh Allen. It's it still digs at the receiver spot. Um, as an aging veteran NFL player, um, there were certain games where I could ramp things up. Vaughn Miller going against the Denver Broncos, certainly an opportunity to ramp things up. Um, so there's some possibilities they can get things going. So I'm not saying that window is closed, mm-hmm. um, but it's slowly beginning to move mm-hmm. away a little bit further away, and it's a little bit more difficult to assess. Yes. I still believe they can win the division, but if they don't, their schedule. After they played Denver on Monday Night Football, and the Denver defense got a lot better lately, they played the Jets again up in Buffalo. That's a Sunday afternoon game. The Jets defense is still going to stymie people. Then at Philadelphia, at Kansas City, home versus Dallas, at the Chargers, who offensively can score when their coach isn't getting away, home versus the Pages and the Miami Dolphins. That schedule may close that Super Bowl window for this year when it comes to the Buffalo Bills. They're still too injured on defense, and they're still too haphazard on offense. You would think Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator, when you saw the running game was able to do against Tampa Bay, why would you abandon that against the Cincinnati Bengals to help out your quarterback, to help out your receiving core, and to help out a defense that's still good but an injured defense? Can't figure that out, and he should be able to figure that out. So I don't want to say the Super Bowl window is closing, closing, but that window's awful dirty when it comes to that Super Bowl window and the Buffalo Bills. What would you say? Freddie, if I told you that after three hours of thinking about this, oh Lord. having a professional team, two teams, having a side piece in the NFL is still foul, man. I thought about this long and hard. I tried to give you the benefit of the doubt. No, having two teams with your Cowboys did, and Jets, did, hold on unacceptable. Did you really try to give me the benefit of the doubt? Oh, yes. Devin, uh, Mark, myself, we, we went. We thought about this. We, we drew straws. We, we wrote about uh, We had think pieces, the whole nine. <laughs> nah. Unacceptable. You can say it's unacceptable, but that's what makes me me. It's a travesty. <laughs> it's a sham. And it's a mockery. It's a travesty mockery. This bootleg is what it is. <laughs> oh, you, A2, Chad Brown? A2? Yes, it is bootleg. I am, I am with a, everybody who's pushed back on Chad this. A2, Chad Brown, A2? Yes. You're not a Mercedes and a BMW fan. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, it doesn't Wait, work on. that way. Yeah, hold, if you got a Mercedes BMW, you could be a fan of both. If you can't afford both of those cars, you should be a fan of both. All right, so, Freddie, let me ask you. Of your two favorite teams, your Cowboys and the Jets, you're which never, one you take? You're, which, you're never letting this go, are you? Which one you taking to Thanksgiving dinner? I'm taking the Colmans to Thanksgiving dinner. Need not apply. Come on now. No, man. no, 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 no. <laughs> can't yeah. We know the rules. Wait, Answer man. the question. Answer the question. <laughs> they take, they both are coming to dinner. That's how that goes. They can coexist properly. No pause. Oh. Come on now. No pause. Oh. There's no need for that. 
Pause. I, I better yet, your Jets and your in, in your Cowboys fandom. Which one are you spending time with on thanks on uh, Valentine's Day, and which one are you hanging out with the night before? There's plenty of candy to go around. <laughs> hey, plenty, yo. plenty of chocolates to go you around. You buying them both the same dress? Uh, Come on, Denzel right. and Mo Better Blues. Put it this way: when you're the butterscotch brother like I am, the the teams are your oyster, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to get me off that hill, Shannon Penn. But those are my two teams, and I stick with them through thick and thin, and I do not choose between both when it comes to the Jets and the Cowboys. No matter how bootleg that Chad Brown thinks that actually is. My man Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. Appreciate you joining us here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius X and Channel 80. Also tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. How, when you're paid to look after somebody's kids as an airline, you lost them. That strange story next. Keep it here on ESPN Radio. Hot Sauce Freddy. The Freddy and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. He's Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for joining us on Sirius XM Channel 80. Tune in and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We're still in the waiting game because reports were telling us that the Big Ten was going to let Michigan know sometime on Thursday they're taking that 24-hour window really literally that a decision in terms of punishment was going to come down involving the sign-stealing scandal involving Michigan football. Michigan put it out there saying that if you do this, we may have to bring the court of law to the whole proceedings. Oh, by the way, Michigan plays Penn State at noon Eastern time. That a massive game, a whiteout game with Penn State hosting that game on Saturday noon Eastern time. I said it yesterday, Chad, it would not surprise me if Tony Petiti, the commissioner of Big Ten, decides to not lay any kind of punishment until after this game and on a Monday, especially being so late in the week. It's already already a distraction enough, adding another distraction, maybe not having their coach. I think he waits until Monday before he decides what kind of punishment at the Michigan place, Penn State, to see exactly what the end result of that game is going to be. I mean, this conversation has already taken over the sports week. So you have to dominate the sports weekend. Tony Petiti can certainly avoid that by kicking this can down the road till Monday. From a team standpoint, though, I have to go back to my high school days. We play our Crosstown rivals. I went to John Muir High School. We played Pasadena High School mm-hmm. in the Rose Bowl in a game called the Turkey Tussle. Right. The morning of the Turkey Tussle. Great name, uh, by the way. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, so I, we played for the Victory Bell. The Victory Bell resided in the A building all four years I was in high school. Uh-huh. Uh, so at any rate, uh, I pick up the local paper on Saturday morning before the Turkey Tussle. 
John Muir has forfeited all of our games that season. We had a paperwork snafu. Mm -hmm. Our quarterback, when he transferred out of his correctional school. (laughs) Instead of Penn State, he went to State Penn. (laughs) Yes, there we go. When he transferred out of his correctional school, some proper paperwork wasn't filed. So we had to forfeit all of our wins that season. Um, So I called my boys. You know, we all looked at the paper, and we made a vow. I said, okay. We're about to beat the hell out of Pasadena Bulldogs. And that's what we did. We took it out on them. We took all that frustration from paperwork and uh-huh. adults not doing the right thing. We right. took it out on them Pasadena Bulldogs, and we got the victory bell that night, kept it nice. in the John Muir A building for another year. Nice. Didn't you want to take the Looney Bell upside their heads? After the whole thing, yes, be we did. <laughs> you can be honest when it comes to a literal sense. I love stuff like that, especially when you can find that motivation. We'll see what that punishment, if it's going to come down regarding Michigan football, stealing signs, allegations. What is Tony Petiti going to do as Big Ten commissioner? And when is he going to render that decision? As of right now, nothing has been told and nothing has been said and nothing has been seen. Each and every night about this time, we make sure that if you missed out on anything in the world of sports outside of it, you're going to be always caught up like this. They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. This may be one of the strangest stories that we've had part of this segment in the history of the show. A mother paid $150 fee to American Airlines to escort her two minor sons on a 1,000-mile trip. She is suing the airline because she claims they lost her boys. Excuse me? Now, this lady who's Charmaine Nameless, Amber Vinsill says American Airlines promised that her sons, who were described as 10 and 12, would enjoy escorts, early boarding, and a kids-only lounge as they flew from Missouri to New York with a connection in North Carolina. And that happened on July 30th of last year. This is according to USA Today. According to the website, the airline's unaccompanied minor chaperone services also come with promises that staff would notify guardians of delays or cancellations and find the kids overnight accommodations, meals, and supervision when required. That's not what happened, according to Amber. She says when her sons arrived in Charlotte to learn the connecting flight was canceled, she called the airline. The airline called the partner, the boy's father, telling him the boys, when they be on a flight the next morning, would be given beds, their own bathroom in the meantime. She also received an email stating the boys would be on an evening flight. She called the number that was supposed to give them the direct access to the boys, but couldn't reach anybody. After several hours, she reached an employee who traced the kids to a lost children's room which was akin to a jail cell. They had not been given food or water and had spent the night on a sofa in the freezing room without blankets or pillows. And he alleges that the suit claims the airline misplaced the boys. You misplaced my bags. I'm hot. There's a reason why I don't even check luggage. But my goodness, you lose my kids? Uh-huh. Oh, man, it is on like Donkey Kong. I don't, even, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know what else to say to that. Exactly. Exactly. A fee. They look out to somebody's kids. Yeah. The most precious cargo ever. It's a family show. I can't even express my true feelings on that. Come on. And I'm glad we'll have to have that for another time. Amber and Ian comes your way next with Chad Brown and for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. This has been Freddie and Harry on the mighty ESPN Radio. Take care. God bless and keep cool. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.